I can bring you in warm. Or I can bring you in cold. This is where the fun begins. Hello everyone and welcome back to Jedi Knights, the official Star Wars podcast of Joy Clicks. I'm your host, your pilot, your co-pilot, Christian Buckley. Joining me as always, after a short week or two off for vacation and intergalactic travel on one of our parts is my Chewy. I might have already said that. Mike Connors, how are you? I'm good, man. I'm, I'm excited to be back at it. The Star Wars grind never stops, and we're about to uh, we're about to talk about some interesting developments that happen in our shared loved universe uh, over the holiday. But uh, I, how was your how was your Thanksgiving and everything? Thanksgiving was good. It was low key. It was immediate family. Uh, had some good food. Nice. What about you? Pretty good too. Uh, you know, ate some good turkey, mashed potatoes. What's your favorite Thanksgiving side? Uh, stuffing easily. Stuffing. Okay, I like cranberry sauce. I don't know if that's a wild opinion. Well, <laughs> are, are you like homemade or are you like the jelly in the can? That the thing that, that looks like it could from come from Star Wars. Honestly, yeah, I, I like both of them. I, I think I think I would be lying to you if I said that I didn't like the canned version. Okay. But, uh, I I do like homemade i probably prefer homemade more for sure Mm -hmm. uh well mike there was something i was planning on doing right now ready three two one oh oh you hear that hum everybody i'm i've never heard anything like it what is it that is a lightsaber that i spent so much money on that it had to be featured on the show (laughs) So, oh, for sure, for sure. Yeah, this is cool, dude. Uh, I, I like this thing a lot. Yeah, why don't you why don't you describe it? Can you describe it for the audio listeners? Sure. So, listeners, of course, welcome back. We're gonna get to our you know our uh, Skywalker saga review rewatch next week. We're coming back with a review of Galaxy's Edge this week later in the episode. Um, wow. But to tease that segment of course i did want to talk about and preview the lightsaber um i'll get into the experience later but i love this thing it is quite hefty in the hilt is quite long so long that i had to get it shipped back <laughs> to massachusetts yep, yep. um yeah. but yeah i wouldn't would like the uh the elemental class of building so it looks very um natural i guess like there's some leather wraps on here there's uh, a bone from some creature in star wars there's a rancor tooth on it um i i really really love this lightsaber even though there are probably at least a hundred other people with this exact same lightsaber out there in the world (laughs) No, no, Christian. It's completely yours. It's unique. It's one of a kind. What? What's the color? You didn't say the color yet. Um, I would like you to guess the color. Do you already know the color? I know. I know. I know the color. Okay. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I had to rep my boy Qui Gon Jinn, Luke Skywalker, Ahsoka Tano. I, I went green. Uh huh. Yeah, of course. That's that's a great that's a great choice, Christian. Yeah. Um, I've seen. I you sent me a photo of it. Uh, saw you kind of kind of flexing with it on twitter and i have to say very jealous but it looks fucking awesome so yeah yeah i mean 
worth it, I think, because it, it does look very nice. But I can tell you the want to whack th things with this is very high. But my brain is like, that's the worst idea you could have. Do not do that. <laughs> so I'm excited to talk more about uh, Galaxy's Edge later on. You can give the full update on your experience. Uh, so of course, of yeah. course. Um, so with that being said, before we get into the way we normally kick off the show, Mike, I know, I don't think we got a chance to talk about this because our break happened before this came out, but Knights of the Old Republic released on Switch. I have to ask, yes, have you been playing some of this in our time off? I have been playing some of this in our time off. Uh, it's actually a really great port. Uh, I think it's what I, what exactly, exactly what I envisioned it would be. Uh, and exactly, it would play, it plays exactly how I thought it would play on the Switch. I think honestly the switch is a great medium for that game uh so i haven't played it i've been loving it um haven't been playing it as much because of halo infinite you know the grind absolutely uh, <laughs> but uh and you know i've played kotor before so it's like not super urgent um but yeah i definitely got a state save going and i'm pretty hyped about it have, have you been playing it yeah so i um i bought it for my flight and i was able to put probably like a good two hours in because i did want to catch up on some sleep as well just because of the times of the flight but i i'm with you it's a really good port i played kotor for the first time back in january to like beginning of march of this year but yeah it runs fantastic in docked and handheld mode um i streamed my initial playthrough so this one i'm hoping to like slowly chip away at see everything i want to see do a lot of side quests play Pazak a whole lot because I only played a little bit on stream. Don't feel any of the pressure that you feel when you're streaming it. I feel you. Yeah. So maybe we'll talk about KOTOR again in the new year, but if you haven't played it, if you have a Switch, it's like 15 bucks and I can stand by the quality of the game. Some things are dated and broken, but overall it's still a really good Star Wars experience. Agreed. Uh, definitely pick it up if you have the means and uh, yeah good stuff all around yeah so now Mike we're getting back in the swing of things of course we're going to yes, kick sir. the show off the way we normally do with our segment from the Jedi archives where we go to the sacred texts of Wikipedia find a chapter from the expanded or canon Star Wars universe or legends and educate each other in the audience on what we find so I'm going to throw it to you what is your pick this week? Uh, so this week I picked a planet. Um, you, you brought up you brought up a, the Rancor Tooth on your right. Mm -hmm. Did you say that? Yes, like I that? did. On your light on your lightsaber, and I picked the planet Dathomir uh, for my pick today. And did you know that Dathomir is nicknamed the Rancor Planet, Christian? I did not. Do they originate from there, or is that just like a? like a uh, you know dangerous that's a great question you know like a nickname yeah i mean that's a great question i would i would say that they probably i mean if you if your planet's called the rancor planet you know rancors better be indigenous you know so i don't know if if they originated from here but i find that kind of interesting i didn't know that um obviously you know you know dathomir home of the night sisters for those who've played uh fallen order or watched the cold wars and stuff like that the night brothers um, the Blue Coral Divers Clan? No idea what that is. Whoa. Singing Mountain and the Howling Crag. Uh, yeah, 
good stuff. Um, it's it's very red. It's a red planet. It reminds me of Mars, but scarier. Yeah, Mars with like thorns. You know, <laughs> just imagine that. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, good pick. I I think Dathomir is like a very interesting planet, and it it it's like just obscure enough kind of because like the i don't think it has any reference or appearance in any of the films so dathomir is that like slight little step into expanded material because like jedi fallen order is not a niche thing you know that's a very popular game and clone wars has this huge following but i i feel like dathomir is one of the staples kind of of the new expanded universe of star wars at this point yeah, for sure. I feel like it's definitely a very important planet. Mm-hmm. And Disney's been Disney's been taking care of it, I guess. Mm-hmm. So. I would love to see it explored more so because I, I we've seen a lot of the mystical side of like the Night Sisters and the perspective of like a Jedi or a Sith on that planet, but like imagine like a smuggler exploring Dathomir. Like, would they survive? Would they last even an hour <laughs> if it's the Rancor planet? I mean, yeah. I, I I definitely wouldn't last an hour. That's for sure. No. Well, maybe we'll see that story explored one day. But hopefully, uh, my pick this week is No Guard. That is N O G A R D. No Guard was the name given to a creature concept model created by Creatures Effects artist Nick Malay for the 1980 original trilogy film Empire Strikes Back. According to Malay, the creature, which he describes as a lost dragon from Dagobah, never made it into the film due to an unprepared presentation to director George Lucas. Uh, the model of the creature depicted it as a bumpy-skinned bumpy quadruple quadruped excuse me, with bulging eyes and a dewlap-like feature under its chin. In 2015, the model still existed, but it was in a state of decomposition. However, in 2021, Malay shared photos of a restored and replicated model with turquoise and purple skin interesting did you say that it wasn't in the movie because of like an unprepared presentation or something yeah that's that's what this uh recap says so i imagine that it wasn't ready and lucas walked in he's like so uh i'm here for the dragon let's let's see the dragon and they're like oh we don't have it ready <laughs> he's like yeah. scrap it <laughs> you know? yeah yeah definitely that's kind of funny though that he's just like you weren't ready we're not doing it. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking at this thing, though. It looks cool. You know? Uh, can you spell it for me? I'm a, I want to look it up. N-O-G-A-R-D. N-O-G-A-R-D. I just think it's interesting. So this, mm-hmm. Oh, so this is... Okay, so this is like a... Uh, I don't know, like a cult... Like a, like people found out about it, just completely like attached mm. to it, I guess. Yeah, apparently. Because... You know, we we learned that dragons existed in Star Wars with the crate dragon, but the idea that there are other types of dragons out there like this one, uh, pretty cool, I think. That is really cool, actually. I'm looking at the photo. That's like really scary and creepy. <laughs> yeah, it lo- it looks like uh, one of the deep sea fish from Finding Nemo. If it was like walking on four legs and was gigantic. Yeah, it kind of looks like a lizard person sort of sure yeah yeah very cool though i i have to wonder though like where would this have ha- like taken place Would this was this thing going to be in the cave was it just a background creature i don't know 
I don't know, but I, I feel like it wouldn't look that out of place. Like, I, I don't know. I can imagine it like being like a swamp monster kind of, like coming out of the water or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like, Yoda's pet. I feel like that. Yeah, Yoda's pet. Exactly, dude. Mm-hmm. He rides the thing around. He just sits on it. For sure. Oh, man. Well, great picks as always. Uh, but, Mike, we got some news to catch up on in the world of Star Wars. There was a heck of a lot of stories that came out over the last two weeks we're going to recap some of them some things were minor some things were you know oh kathleen kennedy said it was very cool to see obi-wan and anakin together again or vader it's like yeah a lot of people said that so <laughs> we're doing all killer no filler for these headlines right now yeah we need to uh we need to streamline you know we can't we can't be messing around mm-hmm. we're gonna start with a very recent story that came out i believe within the last 48 hours we have a brand new tv spot for the book of boba fett alongside new posters featuring boba and fennec yeah i saw the posters and uh you you told me about the uh like little tv spot that was um put on and everything and i didn't see it until you had told me about it so i'm glad that you did it looks really cool i mean it didn't really show much more but yeah yeah th- there wasn't much it was a 30 second tv spot right um i i think the major takeaway that i saw a lot of the fandom discuss on twitter was that there is a shot of boba in what appears to be a back to tank or he's at least like in a liquid sleeping with one of the oxygen tubes on his face and people were speculating are we getting flashbacks to the sarlacc recovery period of his life i mean i would hope so to be honest <laughs> like i feel like i feel like this this show has to answer that question in some form or fashion mm-hmm. um and yeah I, that's just that's just an expectation that i have i guess yeah and i there have been other comments recently from like John Favreau and Robert Rodriguez talking about the direction for the Book of Boba Fett, specifically citing like gangster films and stuff like that. And I wouldn't be surprised if to develop Boba further, we give him a bit more of a not like troubled backstory, but like if Boba is this man of power physically and you know just with his name maybe the idea of him having a medical issue or some sort of weakness that he can't control would make him a bit layered and interesting so yeah like you said the sarlacc thing is such a huge point in expanded material in the past to the point where i feel like it would be surprising to not at least explain what happened over like a conversation or something yeah i mean either it's a flashback like you said or he's like dealing with some sort of like medical health repercussions from like being in the sarlacc pit or whatever Mm -hmm. which would be cool that would make sense i mean i'm just the the thing that i'm you know curious about and i think that through the trailers that they've released so far about this it's sort of pointing towards boba fett being a more nuanced character not necessarily like completely bad I would I would be not not that he always like was just completely bad but like you know he wasn't he was a villain for sure but like I, you know you get sucked into the sarlacc pit and you almost die and you escape somehow that's got to change a man 
you know so i'm kind of just curious to see like where his character goes from here um and just like what they're gonna do with him because they got to do something interesting yeah and i'm sure they will and we have now officially learned that they will have seven episodes to achieve that goal not the nine that was rumored that's fine seven is fine yeah i agree um because if you look at other disney plus shows right recently at least the trend has been six episodes for their marvel shows um wandavision was longer but like mandalorian i think what was that a seven episode season and a nine episode season or an eight and a nine wasn't it it like the first one was like 10 wasn't it i don't remember it's been a it's been a minute since i've looked at the episode counts for mandalorian or even watched an episode of it so yeah yeah well, there's 16, there's 16 episodes, two seasons, so, you know. Okay, yeah, so, I mean, I, I think Book of Boba Fett can achieve whatever it wants to achieve in seven episodes, but, um, yeah, it, it sounds like you're on the same page where seven episodes seems like a good number for whatever they're doing here. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure that, you know, I, I one of the, my biggest pet peeves about television sometimes, Christian, is, like, you know shows that overstay their welcome mm-hmm. and just have and just have 10 episodes for the sake of having 10 episodes uh if you can tell a story in six or seven or eight uh you should just do that because you're not gonna like you know muddy everything up with just like you know a bad episode a filler episode or something like that it's gonna be all killer no filler mm-hmm. and um so yeah i don't really get nervous i don't really feel any type of way when i hear this sort of news i feel like it's just you know it's a good sign that they like have a a story that they want to tell and they know how long it's going to take them to yeah and we're not going to have to wait too long you know book of boba fett kicks off on december 29th Uh, i i know you did mention to me the other day that you checked out the disney plus day drop of that boba fett documentary right because star wars fans I'm sure they're all aware at this point, but uh, Disney Plus Day was very light when it comes to Star Wars, but we did get that documentary drop. Uh, Anything you want to share from it? Did you enjoy it? Oh, I enjoyed it a lot. I thought it was really interesting. Um, uh, Yeah, a lot of it I knew uh, from from having just like read a lot of the behind the scenes about Boba Fett and everything, but the way that they presented it was really cool. Uh, They had George Lucas in the documentary, and I saw somebody on Twitter make a really good point. Uh, would they bring George Lucas back and do an interview with him for, like, just this? It was, like, 20 minutes long. Like, I feel like definitely not. Hmm. So perhaps we're going to get some sort of, like, Star Wars documentary by Disney at some point. That'd be very cool. Imagine just, like, a George Lucas documentary, not biopic, but just, like, a, a documentary of his career going through all the eras. That'd be cool. That would be really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Get Peter Jackson I mean, Empire, on that thing. Yeah. I mean, like, I don't know if you've ever watched Empire of Dreams, um, but it's kind of like that. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, like, yeah, get Peter Jackson on, on a new version of that and get all the archival footage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because Empire of Dreams, as far as I know, is just the original trilogy, right? Um, yeah, kind of. It like it, it sort of like talks about George Lucas's like upbringing and stuff, and like his earlier movies, like uh, American Graffiti and what and what have you. Mm-hmm. Um, like his schooling and like learning about like Joseph Campbell and like the hero's journey and stuff. It's really interesting, but like 
yeah if to have a more dedicated like the beatles get back version of like george lucas's career it would be cool <laughs> i agree wholeheartedly um well yeah any last thoughts on book of boba fett before we move on uh other than the fact that i'm excited to watch it man yeah i will say the teaser the voiceover guy pronounced the title of the show in a way that surprised me um can you remind me so say the name of this character boba fett right uh tamora morrison when he speaks the name boba fett he he his like inflection is like boba fett and that's how the voiceover dude that's like stream like you know just the typical voiceover guy um it's like stream the book of boba fett on disney plus that's weird yeah i don't know if i can get i don't know if i can get on that train yeah <laughs> it, it i don't think it was like as pronounced as i said it but it, it was him saying it the way tamara says the character's name so interesting i'll have to re-listen to it yeah just uh bit curious you know i mean like if if boba fett was this boring dude but boba fett is a cooler dude i'm cool with that i'll switch <laughs> sure yeah i mean they'll have to convince me though sure <laughs> uh well I, oh man I, I just i tried so hard to find something there about convincing or uh being sold or canceling <laughs> but uh <laughs> kathleen kennedy and dave filoni but we're talking about the kathleen kennedy quotes today had an interview with Empire Magazine, and they talked a lot about a lot of Star Wars things. The first of which we're going to discuss, Mike. Okay. Update to an earlier story. We talked cut, about... Cut all the fat off. Yeah. A while back, we talked about how there was a report, I think from Variety, saying that Rangers of the New Republic was currently not in production. This was relatively soon after Gina Carano was fired from Star Wars. We now know show's canceled, officially. Yeah, that's tough. So, um, yeah, I see you have a quote here directly from her. Yeah, so the specific quote that Kathleen Kennedy gave was, quote, we'd never written any scripts or anything on that uh, some of that will figure into future episodes, I'm sure, of the next iteration of The Mandalorian, end quote. Interesting. What does she mean by the next iteration of The Mandalorian? Are they are they thinking about stopping that, too? Uh, maybe seasons? I don't know. Because they, do they, they call The Mandalorian seasons? Because it's, it's a weird continuous chapter thing, you know? Yeah. No, they, I don't know. I don't know, but yeah, I'm I'm getting off track. The fact that Rangers of the New Republic is canceled, honestly, Christian, it does not surprise me that much. Considering like when Gina Carano was fired earlier this year, I sort of like saw we had speculated pretty heavily that that show would sort of like revolve around her. Um, just that's how they were setting it up in Mandalorian season two. So when she was axed, I sort of you know I saw the writing on the wall on this one. Um, I, I was hoping that they would find a way to like sort of. I don't know find it just find another way to like do it uh, but i don't know how um and i don't know what they would do mm-hmm. it would have to be completely original um so yeah i mean it's it's fine uh, they, they got other stuff coming up yeah i on if i'm being completely honest with you in that initial batch of announcements that was just a bunch of logos this was the one that i was like 
I'm going to have to watch that, aren't I? <laughs> like, yeah. You know, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I think the idea of exploring the New Republic through the people who are out in the Outer Rim or, you know, like those X-Wing pilots, whatever they're up to, or characters like the Marshals of the Outer Rim, not necessarily Cara Dune, I think is an interesting your, concept. Your characters of the universe. Sure, yes. yeah, or like Cobb Vanth. Um is a cool idea and I'd like to maybe see that but I don't know how invested I would be in a full season of something like that but yeah. do, like do you think this is just going to turn into a single episode of a Mandalorian season <laughs> like what, what, what is this going to end up being I don't know maybe like a subplot in the Mandalorian or something like that like yeah. I, I, I don't see the thing is, is that we just like had no idea about like what the ideas were for this and it mm-hmm. seems like they didn't even really figure out like exactly where they were going to go with it either um yeah no scripts in the quote yeah so maybe an outline right. so i'm sure they did like treatments or something like that but like yeah it's just like we don't we don't have no inclination and, and and no sort of anything nothing to go off of in terms of like this show's scope so saying that like oh it's only going to be one episode in like the mandalorian i don't know if we can really say at this point i yeah i i would like to see them explore the new explore the new republic a little bit more like you were t- like you were saying christian but like mm-hmm. um whether or not this is going to like resurface anywhere i'm sure some of the ideas will right like i feel like that's just how writing works sure because um, but correct me if i'm wrong you would know this more than i would would but the new republic and the beginnings of the new republic on a political side have been explored slightly in some of like the leia novels right yeah the, the well the the political like yeah some of the some of the political this the political status of like the galaxy is definitely has been explored um, even in like alphabet squadron to some to some yeah. extent mm-hmm. um but yes sure. uh, so yeah I, you know I, it, mm. it's just a matter of like are we going to sort of relegate that to like the books and the comics or are we going to like you know actually explore that in in some sort of like visual like media movies or tv i, I hope they do at some point in some fashion so. yeah i'd be really into that personally um because when we look at the current slate right it is a lot at least in concept based off of the pitches we've heard of hey you're following a scoundrel or you're following a jedi and that's every show we got coming up with the exception of the acolyte which has potential to be on that more political side that you and i really enjoy with the prequels so i don't know like i know it would be hard to like cast a alternate other princess leia but like exploring leia's journey in the founding of the new republic i think would be a really cool show maybe limit it to like six or seven episodes like this and just sort of really flesh it out because i'm with you it would be very interesting to see in like a political drama or something outside of the typical star wars stories that we're getting in the next few shows dude uh i've been saying yeah dude a a star wars political drama i know like the prequels were kind of like that yeah but like i'm talking about like a dedicated like we're just gonna lean into it 
I would be so into that, like so so into that, like a West Wing style. <laughs> yeah, imagine that, but it's Leia, you know, like and yeah, I know it'd be hard to, to cast a new Princess Leia, but I mean we have a, an alternate for a lot of other characters at this point, so I don't know any New Republic stuff. I would be interested in for sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, but like you said, I'm not so upset about this. Yeah, because, you know, projects in Star Wars get canceled all the time. Like, there was that Zack Snyder Seven Samurai Old Republic movie that was in that initial batch of rumors when Disney bought it. Um, do you remember the Young Yoda film that was rumored? Oh, yeah, dude. Remember the Boba Fett film that was rumored for, like, a long time? Yeah, do you remember who was rumored to be working on that thing? I don't, actually. It's written in the dock. It's written in the dock oh 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 well you know yeah james mangled yeah yeah right (laughs) uh so yeah in this same interview kathleen kennedy shot that down she was like uh jim mangled had nothing to do with boba fett there was no boba fett film in production um in any sort of sense and I specifically she called him Jim I wonder if they're on a first name basis because he is doing Indiana Jones 5 and that is a Lucasfilm property which she is involved in but I'm pretty sure she produced Kingdom of the Crystal Skull so I would imagine she's probably doing something similar for this yeah so for those that were you know hoping that that Boba Fett film or something like that would have existed one day it doesn't it never did and I think like, I think you and I, like, back when we were in the studio, discussed a rumor that uh, James Mangold did an episode of The Mandalorian, maybe, or something. Um, I don't remember that exact rumor, but, but, yeah, I mean, the guy's been all over the place, so, like, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if we had. Mm-hmm. There was another quote from the same interview that spread like wildfire over our two weeks off. Let's hear it. From Kathleen Kennedy, quote, in re- or she was talking about the sequels and the sequel characters. She had to say, quote, certainly there are not, those are not characters we're going to forget. They will live on, and those are conversations that are going on with the creative team as well, end quote. Interesting. Very yes, interesting. Yes, yes. Are we going to get a Finn turns into a Jedi TV show? I really hope so. I, yeah, dude, I... I mean, I I would want that to be a movie. If I'm being real, I would I would want a new trilogy about like Jedi Finn and Rey exploring or like finding this new enemy that's not Sith. That's not like kind of like the Nile exists in the higher public, just like this new force that nobody's used to, very threatening. Oh, uh, they did this in the expanded universe too. Uh, mm-hmm. with like the the yuzang bong or whatever there were like a extra galactic like species that like came into their galaxy and like started all this all this stuff yeah after return of the jedi so we need something like that yeah yeah and i think one of the times you and i did an episode talking about what we want in the future i think that was a a concept we landed on of like what would seem alien to these characters as like a, a threat like an extraterrestrial threat for them and i think that's a really interesting concept and if you can center that around a journey of like 
Jedi Master Rey and her Padawan or appointed Jedi Knight Finn maybe like five to seven years after the end of Rise of Skywalker. Like that's a story I want to see so bad. But a show in the meantime, I'd be down for that too. Uh, yeah, I mean, honestly, like, I would, the way that you're saying it, I would prefer it to be, like, another trilogy. Like, how cool would that be if we got, like, another trilogy and they didn't mess it up this time? <laughs> yeah, because, like, for as many issues as the sequels have, which I, if I'm being very honest, I don't feel like the sequels have that many problems, for, at least for me. Um, I think what they have there and where they left off, there's still a lot of potential to have some really kick-ass stories and movies continue that th- those characters' threads on. Like, and I'd even be excited to see that. I think it just needs a little time. Uh, yeah, I think you're right. Um, I just want to see Finn come back, dude. I just need to see him. They teased, they teased him as a Jedi man in the marketing for The Force Awakens, and ever since then, I've, I've wanted to see it. Yeah, dude. Uh, so... I, I feel like everybody I saw reacting to this news, for the most part, just seemed like very receptive to that, of just being open to exploring more of these characters. I think the funny thing was more people were just kind of surprised that like some of these actors would want to come back at this point. But I feel like in the time since 2019, we've had a couple interviews that we've discussed of like a John Boyega or Daisy Ridley saying that the doors and close for them forever you know yeah uh i mean like we 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 had it we had a bit of an up and down with with john boyega to be honest with you yeah yeah uh for good reason mm-hmm. as well um but yeah i mean like not to not to like be that guy but like at the end of the day man the bag is just like it's too good to mm-hmm. pass up mm-hmm. like you know you're they're gonna make a lot of money if they do anything with the star wars name so it's like they're going to come back to it. <laughs> yeah, and d- despite what the internet wants to d- convince everybody, a lot of people are very receptive to the sequel characters, you know? Like, I love the, th- the main trio. I know Same. you you love them too, and plenty of other people our age, older, younger, really resonate with each of the leads of the sequel trilogy, and maybe even some with Ben Solo or Kylo Ren. But... Um, yeah, like I, I, I really think there is potential down the line. And hearing uh, Kathleen Kennedy in the midst of some cancellations and delays of things say that they're not going to write off the sequel characters, I think is a good sign because it's canon, it's Star Wars. And if they just left that in the dust, it would kind of feel bad, if I'm being honest. Yeah, man. Like, like you said, you're exactly right. It's canon now. So. We just got to accept it, move on, see mm-hmm. what cool stuff they can do with it. Yeah. Uh, and for those that don't like Kathleen Kennedy, she's around for another three years. So. That's really not surprising at all. Yeah. I I mean, honestly, I, I think th- she's done great things in her time as the head of Lucasfilm, but... Yeah, I, I am not surprised by this at all. And the people that, I'll reiterate, do not like her, you don't understand what her job is. <laughs> yeah. So, And she's incredibly good and successful at her job overall. So. Yeah. <laughs> like, 
Mike, I, remember how before we started recording, we said that we felt like we were forgetting something? Yeah. I remembered what it was. Oh, and it, it, it would fit in perfectly right here. Okay. So in our time off, I think when I was at Galaxy's Edge, I saw this news. Um, the Ryan Johnson trilogy and the Patty oh. Jenkins <laughs> uh, Rogue Squadron have been put on indefinite hold. How did we almost forget, Christian? It was a long break. Let's just, it was a long break. Yeah, this was uh, two weeks ago. This story came out, so forgive me. But... No, I mean, hey, man, I forgot to. But wow, yeah, uh, that's you know, it's sad. It, it's good that it's on an indefinite hold, so you know, it's not gone forever. But it's gone forever, I think. <laughs> yeah, kind of, kind of, kind of unfortunate. Yeah. So I I pulled up the IGN article. I did not have time to. Uh, pull specific highlights from it just because i forgot this was a point but i'll i'll just briefly go over some of the recap uh this is from jared moore at ign um following the news the patty jenkins stars movie has been delayed indefinitely reports have surfaced suggesting that the move was made due to creative differences between the director and lucasfilm executives former hollywood reporter editor and noted insider matthew baloney reports that issues between jenkins and the studio caused the film to be taken off lucasfilm's production schedule so damn damn un- unfortunate i like patty jenkins first wonder woman movie i never saw the second one but i was excited for an x-wing movie you know yeah i was excited for an x-wing movie i was thinking it was just going to be alphabet squadron on the screen but you know this is how star wars works man we've been burned so many times before we have been you know uh Maybe this leaves a potential opening for an Alphabet Squadron TV show, which yeah, I'm, well, I'd be they okay do with something with that, right? They gotta do something. They gotta do something with with X Wing pilots, man. Like, why not? Yeah. So this just begs the question, right? Like, this was supposed to be the next Star Wars film. Don't know what's coming next because I think this was slated for twenty twenty three, originally, like that December. And in the Kathleen Kennedy interview, um, I, I forget if this was just an aside from the editor recapping the interview or if this was something they discussed, but the mention of like no near future Star Wars films was brought up. And I'm wondering if those rumors were true of Old Republic or High Republic slotting in there or what, but yeah. Sorry, Rogue Squadron fans. We yeah, you missed out on this one. Yeah, well, like, didn't we recently cover something about um, you know, potentially like a like they're working on other films? Um, hmm. I don't, I don't know. It's 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 so confusing to like keep track of like their productions and stuff. Yeah, it's th- there's a lot going on right now. I think unless these are also shelved the only things that have been announced that are coming are the taika waititi film and the kevin feige produced film which both sounded very far off you know yeah i was thinking like i feel like taika might be the closer one but like close is like such a relative term we're talking like seven eight nine years away yeah and at that point it's like 
will the world be ready for a Star Wars Episode Ten by then? Like, are we just on an indefinite break from Star Wars movies? Is that a good thing? What do you think? I think that's a good thing, personally. I mean, like, I think, I think Star Wars honestly like struck struck gold a few times with, you know, working on the big screen, but I think it is like very much a great like i don't know just it, it fits so well with like serialized television like it, I, I i i honestly want them to just kind of like focus on like tv shows as it stands um and maybe just like take take a longer break from the movies i'm not really like clamoring for any movies yeah because like as much as i loved the idea of going to a movie theater in december 2023 to watch a two and a half hour x-wing movie and i love that that would be a thing i feel like you could probably tell a more compelling story with a similar setting and pitch in a television show the way they've done so far and the way they're looking to with a show like Mm obi-wan to the point where i'd be more excited if they were like hey alphabet squadron limited series or something um and yeah i i think whether intentional or not this maybe long-standing break from star wars films might just be a good thing overall um i agree so yeah we'll have to wait and see but do you do you have any thoughts on the ryan johnson trilogy being shelved um we've speculated a lot about that christian we've we've gone up and down about like what that could possibly be um and, you know, I feel like we had been recently speculating about it, like, within the past few weeks. Um, it's kind of upsetting. Like, I, I really like Ryan Johnson. I think he's got, he has an interesting view on a lot of things. And to see a fully realized trilogy written completely by him would have been pretty incredible, I think. But, um, yeah, such is life when we talk about Star Wars projects. Um He's, he's got his hands full with knives out anyway yeah which like i'm stoked for because i love detective stuff i love benoit blanc and i want to see the knives out extended universe but <laughs> oh yeah. man what we could have you know <laughs> yeah yeah i will you know. be happy to watch the jj abrams sequel sequel trilogy with you in theaters in 10 years mike <laughs> yeah you know ryan johnson had his moment in the sun uh with with star wars so yeah can, can we get an f f in the chat <laughs> f, f in the chat yeah. uh well mike continuing on with the sad news we also got a report over break <laughs> a lot of bad news over break dude yeah what the uh, heck tom henderson of ign came out on a twitter thread uh i took the two important pieces of information uh battlefront 3 not happening uh the details are battlefront 3 was pitched as a title from dice but ultimately the title was shot down by ea due to licensing costs uh it got turned down because it takes 20 percent more sales to make the same money uh tom henderson said one past developer told them uh, although it currently seems that dice is not working on battlefront 3 and instead another battlefield There are currently two Star Wars titles in development under EA, but it appears that those titles are more story-driven, single-player, 
instead of multiplayer. So we can get to that point in a second, Mike. But first off, off the rip, one of the biggest Battlefront 2 2017 fans I know. No Battlefront 3. How's that, how's that doing for Dude, you? We were talking a little bit before we started recording. I thought it was a given. I right. thought it was a given, yeah, that we were going to get this game. And, you know, unfortunately, we're, we kind of got screwed. Um, I I hope and I think that there might be some some chance hopefully uh if the star wars uh gods are looking down favorably upon us christian that we will get a star wars battlefront 3 at some point in the future um it's just sad that like they're not even like actively working on it um or even like thinking of it as a possibility really upsetting is the title star wars battlefront 3 just cursed (laughs) it might be man because like you know they had that really great idea for the uh, earlier one back in like the 2000s with you know all of the uh uh with like the space battles and and you know you fly from like planet to to space and all that kind of stuff and it just like never happened um yeah it's definitely a cursed title and that's like a big shame because there is like a lot of interest in battlefront 2 a lot of people play that game still i really like that game i think that it can be improved in a lot of ways and it's sad that they're just like completely you know just shutting that out i understand that you want to like maybe do some more like single player games and everything but there is there is a there is an audience for like these bigger sort of like multiplayer uh, big team games so yeah uh, i think it is very unfortunate uh, like you i really enjoyed the new battlefront 2 i think they turned that thing around to be in an excellent state right now. Uh, I love popping into that for Galactic Conquest, I think is the mode that I like a lot. Yep. The, the the big heavy duty one. Yep. Um, and yeah, just the idea of a Battlefront 3 refining Battlefront 2 is something you and I both really wanted because content wise, Battlefront 2 feels pretty content complete in representing the trilogies like we could dip into clone wars and rebels maybe but we did have a full conversation one time of like what would they even do content wise in a battlefront 3 but i'm very surprised specifically citing it's the licensing costs because we know that exclusive contract is dissolving in 2023 and i wonder if outside of the contract the light individual licensing fee is just too much for them based off of what they saw Battlefront 1 and Battlefront 2 do um, to the point where I imagine Jedi Fallen Order probably cost them less and made as much or close to like I think the profit on Jedi Fallen Order was probably much larger than the profit for any of the Battlefronts that EA did yeah I, I think you're probably right um, it's just it, 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 it must just come down to the fact that it the, the the cost to make it just like doesn't justify or, or the amount of money that they would expect to make from it doesn't justify the cost so like i it, it's a shame though because like yeah I, I don't know exactly like who has the rights to like the battlefront title do you know like that's a good question because battlefront as an ip existed before ea so right i would imagine it's just disney lucasfilm games or lucasarts whatever the official name is for the company now but like 
I, I imagine it's similar to what Marvel Games does, where like they licensed out licensed out specifically Spider Man to Insomniac and Wolverine mm-hmm. to Insomniac and Avengers to Square Enix and Guardians of the Galaxy to Square Enix. So like because that initial contract was just all Star Wars games that are not Lego come from EA, I wonder if the contract expiring it means like Battlefront is up for grabs as a license and can be licensed out to a different studio, but an original series like Jedi Fallen Order or Jedi Star Wars Jedi whatever I think is the official um, name of that series. That IP is like an EA license property, you know. Yeah, it's all confusing. Like when you start to think about like who owns what, like what can be done about it. Because if if it if the Battlefront IP is like a Lucasfilm Games, you know, property. Then they could just, at the end of twenty twenty three, sort of just like give it to another studio. Yeah. But yeah, I, I don't know. You know, Mike, if they were to give it to another studio, because like if EA, I'm I'm just shocked again. EA doesn't want to front the bill for the the Battlefront IP. We know Microsoft is out here just throwing around money like it's nobody's business. <laughs> they got um, money to throw around, you know. They do. I could maybe see a world where they scoop the Battlefront IP for one of their studios because they got like 25, 23 studios out there now. Like, I could maybe see them do it. Like, I don't think Battlefront is dead, but. No. I think Battlefront 3 might just be cursed. and <laughs> We might just get a new Battlefront <laughs> thing from a different studio in the near to far future. Yeah, I mean, I hope... I don't think that Battlefront is dead, like you said. I think that we're we're going to get Battlefront at some point in the future, just mm-hmm. not anytime soon. Um, and it may be from a different studio. So, yeah. The other part of this, though, EA's working on two story-driven single-player games. One of those, presumably, is the Fallen Order sequel, right? Yeah, I mean, you'd have to think so. Yeah. Why do you think this other one is? I don't know, man. Uh, like, I, I, I would imagine that it's probably going to be another single-player game. Um, just, just based off what we were just talking about, doesn't seem like they're interested in like making any multiplayer games. Um, or I might be completely wrong, and this is like... Uh, you know republic commando-esque sort of game i feel like they could do that would be pretty popular um hopefully that this is hopefully this is like a a a bounty hunter game or something like along those lines Mm -hmm. i feel like that would be pretty cool um see if there's any credence to the mandalorian leak that we saw (laughs) yeah uh like a few months ago um yeah i don't know what it is but i I hope it's yeah i would say like i hope it's like either a bounty hunter thing or like something republic commando-esque yeah i mean i know specifically tom henderson is saying story-driven single player instead of multiplayer but i I think and i don't want to like assume or like put words in their mouth but multiplayer i think in the context of this specific conversation you think of like the pvp um battlefront battlefield style game but i'm i'm interested that you brought up the idea of co-op because i think like i've played through plenty of story driven games that you can play through cooperatively right like yeah i played through a couple resident evils last year with a friend fully um 
friend of the show and Joy Cook's Omar Nakvi recently played through the entirety of 50 Cent Blood in the Sand with somebody. So, like, okay, okay. Uh, there's plenty of story based co op games you can do, right? So, if we did get a Republic Commando style thing, Bad Batch, I'd be waiting to that. Yeah, no, that'd be pretty cool. Um, I don't know. Do, do, what do you think is more likely? Um, or, or what would you like to see? I mean,. I, I like bad batches writes itself kind of in a single player style game or like a clone wars trooper based title because yeah. um, i feel like it'd be kind of redundant to get another jedi game from ea right yeah i would rather them just sort of focus in on like you know what they're already doing super well yeah like maybe i could maybe see them use the mechanics of fallen order in another jedi story but like yeah you have so many people invested in the story of cal kestis that like don't crowd that i guess you know just try something new try something like you said bounty hunter based is that what you would hope to see out of this like a mandalorian style uh yeah i feel like that'd be really cool i mean i i thought that the um like leaked footage or alleged leaked footage of that mandalorian game that we saw was really cool um and i'd like to get something along those lines but um, also like a you know bad batch kind of multiplayer co-op thing would be awesome so i don't know i'd be i'd be down for whatever i'm, I'm excited to see what they what they do i'm just really excited for star wars jedi you know fallen order 2 or whatever mm-hmm. they're gonna call it yeah and no idea when we're gonna see either of these titles get announced officially but worth noting next week this is happening after we record but next week is the game awards and the game awards usually has some pretty major things disney has announced some games there in the past so it's kind of quiet on the star wars game front right now outside of the zynga title so and lego skywalker saga but don't want to you know get people's expectations going up but maybe if there's a title ready to be announced for next gen we could maybe see something there yeah i mean i I, or maybe some sort of like tease on like fallen order or something like that that'd be cool yeah really anything star wars related would be nice to see there yeah for sure as always well mike i also wanted to touch on the weekly update that is bring home the bounty yes anything good so I didn't look at what happened when we were gone, but for this week, there are two Funko Pops I wanted to shout out. There is Hooded Mandalorian Season 2 Luke Skywalker, which looks nice. Okay, cool. I did see that. That looks pretty cool. And there's a Jar Jar Binks Funko Pop. Wow. First ever? I think so. Interesting. <laughs> I feel like I need that. <laughs> I mean... I'm looking at it right now. It looks, it looks pretty. It looks fun. Yeah. And as far as I know, it's one of those bobblehead ones, so oh, it's not just perfect. a stiff one. You know, you can perfect. you can replicate Jar Jar's actions when he numbs his tongue on the Pod Racer link. Yeah, I was gonna say like, does it have a tongue too? That like comes <laughs> I feel like that would be yeah. <laughs> God, have you seen that lollipop, the Jar Jar Binks one? Oh God, yeah, the cursed lollipop. <laughs> yeah i've definitely i've definitely seen that yeah yeah man uh Uh, when's that showing up and bring home the bounty 
I hopefully hopefully soon man. <laughs> uh, it's a GameStop exclusive too interesting oh I thought you were talking about the tongue <laughs> oh yeah no that's like, okay. oh. um, yeah you can recreate like we need to give emergency powers to the chancellor <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you own any Jar Jar things have you ever owned any Jar Jar things uh yeah man on my mantle right now i have an action figure i have an action figure of jar jar binks uh shaking hands with balatik from the uh uh, guavian death gang yes i i've seen the photo it is miraculous i love that yeah thing (laughs) um (laughs) yeah but yeah for the jar jar stance you got some new merch in the year 2021 who would who would have thought yes Uh, uh, well, Mike, that really wraps up all the news that happened over the last two weeks. Uh, there was surprisingly not that much major stuff, but at the same time, we fully forgot about <laughs> the Kathleen K- or the Patty Jenkins, Ryan Johnson news. But yeah, overall, interesting time for Star Wars going into the holiday season. Oh, most definitely, definitely, definitely. I'm excited me too uh but i hope you're also excited to hear about my trip to batu i'm very excited to hear about your trip to batu i've only heard you know bits and pieces so let's 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 hear all about it okay so i i took a few notes of just things to bring up if you have questions for anything stop me throw questions my way whatever you want um because i'm sure you're curious i know you would like to go at some point i don't want to spoil certain things for you but now i'll I'll have questions i'll just shoot them as as as, as i get them okay so first thing i want to say is about like the atmosphere of the park because based off of where it is there's two entrances and i did not go through the main one because that one just gets very crowded but i walked in and it was very cool because that part of the park even in like the back entrance you have to go through this like tunnel kind of that looks like a star wars tunnel like it looks like it's dirt that the walls are carved into this earth and you walk through the tunnel and you come out just surrounded by what looks like rocky sets from star wars and you can't see even in like the skyline other parts of hollywood studios so when you walk in there you feel like you're in just sort of a dedicated star wars park you're not even in a disneyland or a disney world area that's cool. um which i was very impressed by because I, I had to take like a couple turns before i would see like the giant woody statue and tinker toys but like in my immediate line of sight it was just like this is its own place which i was impressed so- by if you like looked out for it could you like could you be like oh there's the tower of terror or something like that <laughs> no i could not like interesting that's cool. I, I would have to take a few turns through the exit to be able to see other stuff in the park so that's that's very cool that's very mm-hmm. immersive it must be yeah and that was the biggest surprise uh because while i was there and I was, I was with my girlfriend, Kayla, who's also a big Star Wars fan. And we were walking around just, like, so engrossed because it really did feel like we were on a set. 
in a weird way, but like we couldn't see the um like where the sets end, you know, because when we see behind the scenes footage for any Star Wars production, there's always a point where the set stops and then you just see cables and you know, like rafters for a soundstage, but everything just felt so well realized in a way that really surprised me and felt very authentic. Yeah, I mean, so like, I'm, I'm kind of curious. You said that you didn't go through like the main, main entrance or whatever. Yeah. Uh, at which point did you see the Millennium Falcon? That's what I want to know. So I actually, I'm glad I went this way because it took a little bit to get to the Falcon. Um, okay, cool. The, anticip- where... the anticipation. Yeah, so like the back entrance I walked in, it's really cool because like even the ground is like designed and you can see like footprints of different Star Wars creatures. I didn't realize this until I watched a video when I came home, but there's also uh, astromech tracks that are modeled after the original tracks of the New Hope R2 wheels. Wow. So like... They, they fully commit so like that's that's sick but yeah like on the way in you, you see all that stuff on the ground there was an a-wing that was docked there was an x-wing on my way in which was very nice to see it was very cool there was a docked um, a-wing that's sick yeah dude it was on the right side like in the right by the back entrance um like life size yeah life size and this oh the entrance God. i came in was where the line for Rise of the Resistance was. So I, I went back there eventually. But um, yeah, life-size A-Wing, walled off, but docked. Same thing with the X-Wing, walled off. Um, but not in a way that felt like you're at a museum. Like, it just felt like, oh, that's the, the landing pad, you know? Yeah, yeah. Believable. Yeah. And the other thing that really surprised me, and this was a issue at one point... Um, there's no signs for anything, and there's nothing that says Galaxy's Edge in the the actual park. Oh. Because, like, they're committing, you know? They're committing to the bit where there was no sign for the lightsaber workshop. There was, like, a banner, like a cloth banner that had an in-universe-looking design for a lightsaber on it that was, like, hard to separate from other in-world stuff to just make the park feel lived in. So we we cannot find the lightsaber den for a little bit. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but, um I guess that's kind of that's part of the fun of it though, Christian. You know, you gotta mm-hmm. like gotta navigate that too. It's not supposed to be easy, man. It's Black Spire Outpost. Exactly, dude. I, I did not see the Black Spire though. I did not realize that there was a Black Spire in there. Oh. <laughs> um uh, I have ahead. a question. I have a question. Yeah. Um in terms of the atmosphere, the park layout, um, did you did you interact with like you know any of the stormtroopers? Did you see Kylo Ren? Did you like what's the deal? So because of the pandemic, they don't have roaming characters. They have like areas where the characters will pop out. Okay. Um, the stormtroopers were fantastic. Uh, they were like on like raised platforms, um, just like looking over a lot of the crowds and interacting with kids and people. Um, there was an area by the lightsaber den that had like a bunch of scrap and some walkways raised up and Chewbacca would come out there 
he'd like wave at people in the crowd. He'd do like the the arm raise, and try to hype people up. Yeah, Chu was cool. And Ray would also come out there and hang out and talk to a lot of kids. Um, I saw probably like three or four little girls dressed up as Ray, and the Ray actress was like very excited, and enthusiastic with them. So that was nice. That's really cool. Yeah, it, it was it was very wholesome. I, I liked seeing that area because it was very chill that was near the, one of the restaurants i ate at and then to answer your question about the layout sort of thing stormtroopers weren't there this was like sort of the resistance area mm-hmm. and then there's a couple twists and turns and alleys to get through and then there is the first order area where you would get like there was a platform with a ship on it and then like every I don't know, probably 30 minutes, they had Kylo Ren come out on stage with some stormtroopers and he'd like pace back and forth and talk with the crowd that assembled around the area. That's so, cool. yeah. Kylo Ren was cool. I, I, I thought his voice modulation, however that worked, was very interesting. Yeah. Uh, in terms of like, I don't know, like, was it, was it like believable? I mean, obviously it's a Disney park, but like, you know just like how how good was the illusion the illusion was good i i think it it worked it worked well um like i said the stormtroopers were very funny because <laughs> like yeah um they were calling out everybody for being on like data pads because people were taking pictures with their cell phones and stuff like that's that funny. that's funny <laughs> um kylo ren was very talkative and all all the voice modulation for at least the stormtroopers and Kylo Ren sounded authentic, so I, I think it was um, convincing and immersive. Nice. So, um, do you want to hear a little bit about Rise of the Resistance? Oh yeah, of course, man. So, the line <laughs> was long as hell, dude. Yeah. Did you have to book ahead? Yeah. So they changed it recently where I'm sure you heard a while back. It was like, you got to wake up at 6am and try and get a boarding pass or whatever. Yeah. They changed it now. So it's just general admission. Like you just got to get in line or you can buy what is essentially a fast pass for the specific ride, not just like for the park. So we bought the fast pass and still had to wait an hour in the queue. On the fast pass line, dude. That's how popular this ride is. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, but the queue was cool because it was inside the Resistance base on Batu, and it felt like I was in, I don't know, um, the base on Yavin 4, kind of, with just the design of it and, like, the hollow, hollow maps. And... Um, it felt like a dirt forest version of the Hoth base, kind of. Got it. Was it like the one that they're in at like the end of nine on Dakar or whatever? Kind of, yeah. Like it, it definitely. It was indoors. It was a lot of tunnels. The tunnels had that Hoth-looking wall design of like you know the cylinder carved out and like horizontal yeah. lines. Yeah. Um, a lot of weapon cages with blasters and flight suits. So that was cool, at least, seeing all those things. But the actual ride, dude, I was blown away. I knew nothing about it going in outside of, 
like the one thing that was used for promotional material. Yeah. But Jesus Christ, yeah, I. <laughs> i'm not gonna say specifics because i think this is truly like a magical thing that a star wars fan should not spoil themselves on ahead of time but there was a moment in the ride where like because it's more of a like an experience it took like 25 minutes to get through the entire thing once we started i've i've seen it so i've spoiled myself okay okay yeah uh, we should well, we won't do it on the podcast but yeah there's one moment i'll say just for context of the thing that really made me freak out um because you know like I, I i studied a lot of like film stuff and like set design things in college mm-hmm. and so did kayla but there was a moment where we looked at each other like what uh, what the fuck just happened how do we how did this happen yeah because how do they do that yeah yeah dude because one of the first things you do after you get like your message from ray and everything is you get into this shuttle that's outdoors in like a forest area like it looks like a resistance shuttle you go inside you're in a pod like this this escape shuttle there's an animatronic of amon kala alien like piloting everything and the windows are screens and you take off from this forest planet you go into space and then they're like prepare to be boarded after a couple minutes because the first order caught us and then the same doors we came in outdoors in the forest opened up and we were inside a star destroyer hangar oh my god i was like i looked both me and kayla looked at each other we were stunned (laughs) that's crazy (laughs) i have no idea how that happened at all uh in terms of like when you were like the sets and everything or like you know was it was it incredible to like be there and like inside like a star destroyer and stuff oh yeah dude like it was something <laughs> like obviously yeah. the cast members had masks on that didn't like that weren't in helmets um but even that was not like breaking of the experience honestly maybe just because i'm so used to seeing that now yeah. but yeah everything was just so incredible because it felt like i was in battlefront dude like you know oh there's one of those maps where you just like see the hallways of the destroyer like yeah that's what it felt like it was cool you felt like a little kid i would assume <laughs> oh absolutely especially dude as, as that thing progresses like it, it was fully feeling like i was in a star wars movie it was wild yeah yeah that's crazy um mm-hmm. I'm kind of curious, like, you know, there are two main rides. There's the Rise of the Resistance, right? And then there's Smuggler's Run. Did you yes. do both? Did both, yes. Smuggler's Run, uh, we did later in the day. Uh, that one was just a, a regular line. It took probably, like, 40 minutes to get through. There, I don't know if you know how the experience goes, because it's kind of like a game more than a ride. Um, yeah, I know. I know. Like everybody has like their own different like roles in the cockpit and stuff. Yeah, so like you get into the Falcon. The context is like Hondo. They had an animatronic of Hondo, which was very cool. Um, cool. <laughs> like only was, only a select group of people will be like, oh, cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they had Hondo in the queue, being like, hey, this is what's going on. I loaned the Falcon from Chewie to do this thing, um, and you guys are piloting it. So there's the cockpit there's six seats there's two pilots two gunners two engineers and kayla and i got very lucky because we were both pilots 
that's cool um and it, it was just really fun and cool because they had us go through um like leaving the docking station going to hyperspace chasing this train that had coaxium on it stealing the coaxium flying away and crash landing it was it was a cool thing it probably took like 10 minutes total um i was very jealous because kayla got to make the jump to hyperspace but (laughs) it was a cool experience it was a very cool experience i was gonna ask yeah i was gonna ask who pushed the lever man (laughs) yeah she got to do it (laughs) but that's cool it was was really cool It, it was very fun um it was a good cooperative experience i feel like it'd be very fun to do with a full group of friends just like you know everybody in the pod oh yeah but, six six people that'd be really fun yeah that'd be very very cool um there was a third ride we did outside the park but it is still star wars ride we did star tours as well oh yeah yeah that's like an old school one i've done that one yeah this was the so it was called star tours the adventure continues and it was about the prequels which is very cool oh interesting i feel like i've done the one i did the one that took place like during the original trilogy like a long time ago yeah so i guess this one is like relatively recent but before galaxy's edge um it was like 3po piloting you in this like 3d vr sort of um ride where you got to fly through the battle of coruscant you were doing a pod racer thing it wasn't as impressive as the other (laughs) galaxy's edge stuff but it was still fun got some prequel rep in there so nice nice um as far as the other things i'll shout out i tried the ronto wrap okay yeah it was very good it was a glorified hot dog but it was very very good tasty love it um got a good amount of merch outside of the lightsaber i got a resistance jacket which i'm a big fan of that's cool um it's very warm and it's like it doesn't really look like it's a Star Wars jacket unless you, like, know what a Star Wars jacket in-universe would look like, you know? Yeah, no, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, So I'm, I'm a fan of that. I bought um, a Sabacc deck, which I haven't played yet. but That's awesome. You know, I, I had to. I was like, I, I love Solo so much that I just got to get this thing. <laughs> um, but uh, I also... Oh, go ahead. Oh, sorry. No, continue. Uh, the last thing I bought was um, a little stuffed porg because it was a little toy shop that looked like all the things were made in universe. Like you know how Ray has that X-wing pilot that looks like it was handmade. Yes. All of their like toys and merch in the actual park has that kind of vibe to it. That's so. Sad. The porg I got it looks like it was like hand stitched. So. That's really it was like cool. a, I got a rep eight. I got a rep the last Jedi in my porgs. um can you can you talk a little bit about the lightsaber experience was it was it emotional for you uh sure yeah it was very cool it it went by very fast though um for 220 dollars 20 minutes of my time never felt so short you know (laughs) (laughs) um but we were in like a group of probably 20 to 25 people um Again, it was like this hidden building. Everybody's in character. They're like, hey, this is secret. The First Order doesn't know this is here. Um, I told you this story when we were playing Halo last week, but the the dude that was like entertaining us while we were waiting, um, 
was going around talking to everybody because you had to pick your lightsaber class first out of the four um and they gave you a pin that you had to wear on your chest so they could like know what to give you um so he was going around he was like asking people what they they got what color they wanted things about things like um Kayla wore her Anakin Clone Wars shirt and uh, the guy stopped at her and he's like, oh, Skywalker, very like acclaimed family name. And she's like, yeah, I'm a fan of Anakin. And the guy was like, oh, yes, Anakin Skywalker was a great Jedi during the Clone Wars. And then he went off on this story about how the Skywalker name is like rooted in force sensitive people that used to navigate starships. Like it was very, very cool. And I did not expect it, honestly. That's really that's really cool, dude. I feel like I'd be good at that job. <laughs> yeah, dude, this dude was so impressive. I was like, dude, you taught me something. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm um, sure he was like super enthusiastic and stuff though, too, which is awesome. Yeah, yeah, and he, and he was an older guy too, so like he, he you were you could tell he was having a good time. Um, yeah. And then the actual indoors experience, the guy leading it, very in character like very in character really selling the drama and secrecy of this base and the lineage of the jedi and stuff okay okay um and he was basically walking through the choices we had what everything means the colors talking about the history of different jedi um and one of the cool effects was like he held up each crystal color and the room changed to that color of lighting and he was like listing people who used that color lightsaber that's cool yeah it was really really cool um and then the building process uh we got our pieces for each thing in our class uh there's the emitter the top grip the bottom grip a switch and the pommel and for each piece you have two options for whichever class you chose and you get to mix and match however you want um but they give you like the core of the lightsaber you pick your crystal you pop the crystal in and then you just build around it um and then once it's ready you give it to your assistant at your workbench it's kind of like a socratic circle sort of yeah deal and uh, every workstation has like this white tube next to it. So the helpers would come by when everybody was done, put the lightsaber in the tube. And the guy was like, now close your eyes and hold your lightsaber handle. And now all the lights went out. And he was like, okay, now on the count of three, everybody ignite your lightsabers. And everybody's tube lit up. And then they opened. And then he was like, rise the lightsabers to the sky. And that was it that's pretty cool <laughs> yeah i got a free carrying case out of it very generous of them love it that's pretty sick yeah so that was quite cool um the only other thing i did was enjoy myself at oga's cantina yes uh this is the meat and potatoes right here would you would you get got two drinks Two drink minimum, it was, right? It was a two drink minimum, yeah. Um, I got a sounds like my kind of place. <laughs> it, it, it was very cool. I I don't know if I sent you a picture of the actual cantina, but like, it was very cool. It was very similar to the ones you've seen in the films, where it's sort of like an a half oval shape, and 
the center area, like the entire ceiling has all these creatures and like bubbling things there and cages. All the taps are IG unit heads. (laughs) Some of the handles are like lightsabers or just like horns and bones and stuff. Um, All like the booths look like the booths in a new hope. There's standing tables where I was, I was right in front of the DJ who uh, is a droid that was on Star Tours, I think, the one you went on. Oh, yeah, yeah. So that was cool. They had a playlist. It's on Spotify. They had the Cantina song. But as far as drinks go, got Bespin Fizz, which was not fizzy because it was a problem with the machine. Um, <laughs> but it was good, though. Like, I saw a video of what it's supposed to do, and it looks like you know how when you put a piece of dry ice in like a glass of water and like it's just constantly bubbling? Yes. It looked like it, that is how it was supposed to work, but it was like a rum and raspberry drink with some like glittery pearls on the inside. It tasted very good. Nice. Um, they used the good ice too, you know, like the, the, like the cylinder ice. Oh, yeah, man. That's awesome. They used the good ice for that drink. Nice. Um, the other one, I decided to take a risk. It was a drink with half and half in it, and it was called the T-16 Skyhopper. Ooh. This was vodka, kiwi, and half and half. It's pretty good. It tastes like ice cream. Nice. Were you, were you so. feeling the effects of this? Uh, you know? Very much so. Oh, there you go. <laughs> um. It was cool though. I got a coaster out of it. The um, the waiter we had, I guess, was very enthusiastic. He was very good. Had some great jokes. I do not remember many of them, but he 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 threw a lot at us. A lot of jokes. A lot of Star Wars themed jokes. A lot of Star Wars jokes. <laughs> um, but yeah, overall, it was just a really great experience. I was very immersed the whole time. All the things I walked away with, I would probably do again with the exception. Like, I don't need to buy another lightsaber, but right. if, I, if I ever go back, I would absolutely... Rise the Resistance, Rise the Resistance was incredible. Ogas was awesome. There was a bunch of other stuff in the menu that looked great there, too. But, yeah, man. It's wild that this exists. That's pretty crazy, man. I'm excited for you i'm happy for you i have to say i'm a little jealous that you went to galaxy's edge and everything but you know you had it it seems like you had an awesome time um and it it seems like it also lives up to the hype which is good i think it absolutely does i was going in expecting to cry as soon as i stepped in and i didn't but and i i don't i don't think i ever got teary-eyed at all but i was just like stunned i think the whole time i'm just like yeah, yeah it really felt like i was on a set in a way that didn't feel like i was on a set and it just kind of felt like i was in a star wars movie you know it was it was very very impressive that's really cool man um i'm really happy that you had a good time um thank you and yeah great review great great walkthrough of, of, of what it was like thank you yeah and I know you are going to go the second you get a chance to, and I know you will have a wonderful time there. Like, it's very <laughs> cool. It's very worth it. And up my alley, um, Christian. Oh yeah, 
big time. Oh, you know what I'll do next time that I didn't do this time? I'll build a droid. They have a droid depot. Oh, right. I heard about that. Much less expensive than a lightsaber. Still a hundred bucks, but <laughs> yeah, I feel like I feel like you got to do the lightsaber first, you know? Yeah, yeah, easily. Yeah. So yeah, Galaxy's Edge. If you can afford it, worth it. Definitely. Yeah. So. Well, thank you. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'll be able sure to send you some pictures. I'll probably tweet out some of the ones that were highlights on the Jedi Knights Twitter account for those that were curious, because you know we're an audio format show. There's no really good way to do a slideshow of vacation photos, but <laughs> everything they had there was really cool for sure. And yeah. the day after we went there, there was like oh limited edition Life Day stuff in stock, and I was like ah oh, fuck, come on. Oh no. So, <laughs> no, that's okay yeah but uh thank you for listening mike i know there was a lot of star wars talk but no that's interesting Mm -hmm. um for listeners so we will be back next week with the rise of skywalker in our review watch along leading up to book of boba fett for the skywalker saga yes but mike until then any final words any final thoughts if not where can everybody find you uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Mike P. Connors. Very nice. If you, you can follow me on Twitter and TikTok at Chun2D2. Uh, you can check out the show's Twitter at Jedi Knights JC. We'll tweet out whenever there's a new episode. If you're curious about any of the things I mentioned, I'll be posting some pictures probably tonight or tomorrow. By the time the episode's out, they'll be up. Um, you can check those out. And if you've been to Galaxy's Edge, I'm curious what you thought of it. Because I know for some people, they initially, they weren't into it. You know, I remember there was a lot of talk like, oh, this isn't worth it when the park first opened. So. Well, I mean, it sounds like it was worth it to you, at least. That's all. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Like, there was all that news about the hotel recently. I don't know if that's worth it. but Yeah, that's a different story. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Curious to hear other people's experiences with the park. Um, Let us know if you've been for sure if you want to check out the show on any of our audio platforms you can check out apple Podcasts, spotify stitcher google play wherever you listen to podcasts you can find jedi knights spelt jedi knights without the k uh patreon.com slash joy clicks is where you can go to support the show and every show we do for joy clicks at the one and five dollar tiers five dollars will get you producer credit on every show we do including this one like Aaron and charles applin so thank you very much and that will do it for the first episode back of Jedi Knights. We got a few episodes to write out the rest of 2021. Lots of Star Wars stuff to discuss. And uh, Mike, it feels good to be back. Oh my God, it feels so good to be back. I can't wait to talk about the Rise of Skywalker next week. Can you? Uh, yeah, I can. But you know what, Christian? We got to get it over with. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, there's good Star Wars stuff in our future, Christian. And I'm, I'm happy to be back. Hell yeah. Well, until next week, we're fine. Everything's fine. How are you? May the force be with you. Oh, yes, 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 you're right. Beep is up.